there is no sin problem. Jesus did away with it more than 2,000 years ago. He eradicated it. And when he done that, watch this here, he also eradicated the sickness problem. All right, good morning to everybody, and welcome to Healing School again on today. Today is a blessed day to receive all that God has for you today. We're going to have a word of prayer, and we'll go ahead and get started with the lesson today. Father, we thank you, we praise you in the name of Jesus. As we look to you, and we believe you today in Jesus' name. We thank you for your kindness and your faithfulness today. We thank you for your healing power. Now, in the name of Jesus, every person who will receive your word, believe your word today, you are doing miraculous, marvelous things for them. And we thank you and we praise you for it today. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What we're looking at is afflicted in spirit. It says Jesus was made sick with our sicknesses. He was made sin with our sins. This was God's method of dealing with the sin problem. He settled the sin problem. There is no sin problem. Christ put sin away and satisfied the claims of justice for man. The real problem is the sinner problem. Mm-hmm. There is no sickness problem. Pause right there. What's the real problem? A sinner problem. And there is no what? There is no sickness problem. Now, folks, that's big. This is the reason why I said this here will explain itself pretty much. There is no sin problem. Jesus did away with it more than 2,000 years ago. He eradicated it. And when he done that, watch this here, he also eradicated the sickness problem. He done away with it. And this is why from time to time we make the statement that God is not going to heal you today. He's not going to heal you tomorrow. Why? Because he already has. It's already been done. Now, as we go on here today, uh, you're going to see exactly what I and the prophet are talking about here. This is so big and so powerful, folks. You got to see this. Amen? Amen. So, Prophet, uh, let's jump in and out of this thing. Okay. 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 Back to your notes. I'll just repeat what we just shared a few minutes ago. So, there is no sin problem. Christ put sin away and satisfied the claims of justice for man. The real problem, therefore, is the sinner problem. Mm. There is no sickness problem. 
there's a sinner problem. There is simply a problem of the believers coming to know his inheritance in Christ. And that's so important. You need to know that you have inheritance in Christ. If you are born again, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you have inheritance from him. If you are not, you don't have that inheritance. You see what I'm saying to you? Yes. You have inheritance, folks. One of your inheritance uh, is, Jesus said, and you're going to see this as we go on, Jesus said, by his stripes, you were what? Healed. Healed. You were healed. Past tense. This is why I say he's not going to do it today. Why? He done already done it for you. Now, you have to receive it. You want to receive it. Okay. There is simply a problem of the believers coming to know his inheritance in Christ. In John 1 and 29, chapter 1, verse 29, John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. He was giving public notice that this man, whom he had baptized, was the sin substitute, the sickness substitute for the human rights. Sin and sickness comes from the same source. So Satan is the author of both of these sources. Mm-hmm. So I am sure that it is God's order that the believer should be as free from sickness as he is from sin. Say that again. I am sure that it is God's order that the believer should be as free from sickness as he is from sin. He should be as... For a second. I believe it was last, last week I made this statement. If somebody would, if I would ask you today, are you saved? Are you born again? You would tell me yes. Without even a second guess about it. You would say yes. And if I said you wouldn't, you would call me a liar. But if I ask you, are you healed? You would say no. But you are finding out today. Just as sure as you are saved, you are healed. Because he took care of both of them at the same time. Didn't he, prophet? Yes, he did. He took care of both of them at the same exact time. And this is why I always say it is illegal for you to be sick. When you don't know what Jesus did for you, you become victims. And many people have become victims of sickness and disease because they have no knowledge 
mm-hmm. that when they got born again, they got healed. God laid your sickness and your disease upon Jesus. It's mm-hmm. not on you. It's on Jesus. And that's why the scriptures turn out more than one time, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. They are sick because of a lack of knowledge. They don't know the same time they got born again, they were healed. What do you say, Prophet? Amen. It's so true. The same time. But as you said earlier, the problem is having a knowledge. We have to have a knowledge. We have to have knowledge of this fact. And because it has not been taught in many of our churches, uh, that is, it's like it's a hidden fact. It's something new, but it really isn't new. They came through the same source. Sickness and, and, and sin was done away with. Uh, by the blood, the shedding of blood by Jesus Christ. But we oftentimes, so often hear, uh, the message of salvation taught in our churches, which is awesome. We all know that. We, yeah. we have a, a great working concept about our salvation because you hear it everywhere. It's, 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 it's a well-known concept. It's taught in, in most of our churches that Jesus was the substitute for our sin. And he, you know, he, that's how we became saved. But we don't always hear, um, <clears throat> The the fact that healing came through the cross as well. We don't hear that. We haven't been taught that. So the real problem is the center problem. It's a problem of knowledge. It's a problem of a problem of not really understanding what was done because it it hasn't been shared as freely and as often as salvation has been. And so this is why we try to shed a lot of a lot of light on on those kinds of concepts so we can get a good working knowledge i do believe and i'll say it again when we understand when we really understand in our in when our uh inner man is opened up to these things when spiritually we're awakened then we do better in life that's right it's just like anything else when we are are, are hired on a new job well, whatever we're doing, we start a new business and we spend time, you know, working all out all the the bugs and <laughs> making sure we know it every nook and cranny. We we understand that, and so we do a better job of selling our brand <clears throat> to the public because we know and we understand. But when it comes down to spiritual things, we're lost. Yeah, because we haven't spent a lot of time. So. I, I agree 100%. It's a knowledge problem. It's a lack of knowledge. It's a lack of knowledge and understanding that Jesus took our sickness in his own body. Even as First Peter 2.24 said, I love that passage so well, <clears throat> who is on self. Jesus Christ bare our sin in his own body on the tree as on an altar. He offered himself on it. That we, I call, I put my name there, that Helen Elder, my dying cease to exist to sin and live unto righteousness. And then it closes by saying, by whose stripes I was healed. Yeah. By his stripes I was healed. So it talks about salvation and healing 
in that passage. That's right. But you know, in most of our churches, they teach that healing was done away with the apostle. And that is not true. Show us that in the scriptures. Where is that in the scriptures? Can you find that in the scriptures? I can't. I haven't seen that. No, no. It's not that. But I, do, but I do see that by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. I see that. I can even see it in the Old Testament. You know, if you go over in, in uh, what is it, Isaiah 53, 5, what does it say? He was wounded by our transgressions. Come on, he was bruised for our guilt and our iniquities. Come on, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes, come on, we're healed. We are That's healed. Right. And, and we find that in scriptures, when we can believe the scriptures, and this is why we like to, you know, give you the, the, the reference where you can go and read it for yourselves, look at it, examine it, study it, meditate on it, until it becomes what? A part of your spirit, a part of your working, a part of your knowledge, a part of your database. And so when, when, when attacks come, in your body, and it will come. Child of God, it doesn't matter that you are born again. Satan is not looking at the fact because you are born again, he doesn't have a right to attack you. He does. He will try to attack you. He doesn't have a right to be there, but he will try to do that because he's what? He's a thief. John 10, 10 tells us he's a thief. and he will, he will steal. He comes to steal. He comes to kill and rob and destroy. He's a thief. What do thieves do? Ah, They try to steal what doesn't belong to them. Well, your body doesn't belong to him. That doesn't stop him. That doesn't stop him, you see. We, as born-again believers, must get a working knowledge of what was given for us, what was afforded for us, what was provided for us at Calvary. That's right. It's just like and I oftentimes use this example. I love it. I think it helps us to understand better. If you were in your home right now and someone walked in and tried to steal your refrigerator or your microwave or whatever, it's yours. It's in your house. And they broke in and tried to steal it. You have a right to you wouldn't just sit there and say, well, have a blessed day. You know, taking the stove, you want to take the refrigerator too? You wouldn't do that. No. You wouldn't sit there and say, well, they stole my mother's refrigerator so I guess you know they can take my they'll take mine too but that's what we do when it comes down to sickness well my dad had this my mom had that my uncle Bob had it my uncle Jim had it my uncle Joe had it my auntie Susie had it so I guess I I, you know it's in our hereditary it's in our line it's in our bloodline I'm gonna have it too that's what we do we excuse we 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 sit there and talk about you know what was and we accept that what are we doing that's an open door that's right. Satan is saying, okay, well, you know, they're opening the door. Come on, let's go head on in, boys. Come on, let's go and take, clean them out. You see, we should not do that. When sickness, when, when thieves come in the natural, we stop them, don't we? Yes, we do. Yeah. Our righteous indignation. Well, I mean, we rise up in, I mean, total opposition to what's happening around us. But why don't we do that spiritually with our healing? Because we haven't been taught to do that. We don't understand that. So, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lack of knowledge problem. That's Amen. right. So we can do the same thing in the spirit. We, we, what, what do we do? We go and get the scriptures. As we talked about last week, we have a bag of 
seeds. The Bible is just a bag of seeds. And we That's go right. and find the seeds that meet the needs because a seed will meet a need. It Absolutely. Will. And you begin to place that seed in the ground of your heart. Sow it in there. Don't wait until you need it to try to go and get it. You should be versed in the scriptures, not just knowledge based, but spiritually rooted and grounded yeah. in the word of God to the point where now you come to what? Believe that. You have faith in that. Yeah. And so when the thief comes in and puts the sickness on your body, and he will, he will try to. But then you start calling up all the, the, the healing scriptures you know. Yeah. And then, and then he will flee. Won't he flee? Of course he will. Yeah. Because he's run into someone that he's found out is very knowledgeable about what he or she has been afforded in the shed blood of Jesus. He will flee from you. Yes, he will. That's right. That's right. The Bible tells us that submit ourselves to God. That means submit yourself to the scriptures. Submit yourself to the word of God and he will flee from you. But what has happened? That's We've right. been running from him. We've been fleeing from him. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. We don't need to be. We don't have to be afraid. Child of God. No. Afraid to receive. That is in you. He that's in the world trying to frighten you. That's right. Faith has its power from the word. That's why faith cometh by hearing the word of God. Because faith gets its power from the word. So when you speak the word of God, the power shows up to do anything that's needed to be done. When you see, it's like a, it's like a trigger being pulled. When you open your mouth from your believing heart, and speak that word. The power ignites that faith. That's why Br- Brother Paul said, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that what? That believes. It is the power. When you speak the word of God, that's when the faith of God is empowered. And many believers are not aware of that. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to go into it, but there are four different kinds of confession. Four different kinds. But when these things are not known, Satan take advantage of you. Yes, he does. Okay, Prophet. Amen. So I'll just get back to your notes. And uh, we stopped right here. Yeah, so I am sure that it is God's, it is God's order that the believer should be as free from sickness as he is from sin. He should be as free from the fear of disease as he is from the condemnation of sin. Mm-hmm. God cannot see sin in the new creation. 
neither can he see sickness and the new creation. Now that's big. But James wrote, Is any sick among you? There should not be any sick among you. But wow. if there is anyone sick, you know, this tells us what to do. It tells us what we should do. It was the plan of the Father that every believer should know what Peter tells us in First Peter 2.24. And we've quoted that scripture already. What does Peter tell us in First Peter 2.24? Who his own self yeah. bear our sins in his own body upon the tree that we having died unto sin might live unto righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. We were healed. Every believer should know that. He wants us to know that when he laid our sins and sicknesses on Jesus and Jesus bore them away, it was to the end that sin and disease should no longer have dominion over us. I'm going to say that again. I'll say that again. He wants us to know that when he laid our sins and our sicknesses on Jesus, Jesus really did bore them away. And it was to that end that sin and disease should no longer, no longer, child of God, no longer have dominion over us. Should have no longer, no longer should have dominion. But we don't always know, We, you know, we don't always make our stand based on that word. Why? Because we have not built our faith on that yet. I'm going to say it again. We have not mm. meditated that verse enough to the point where we now have faith in what First Peter 2.24 is saying. And this That's is right. why we oftentimes say, child of God, don't wait until you get sick to start calling on the word of God, to start building it into your database, which is your spirit. Let me show you, let me show you this from another perspective. Most of you out there listening to us, you have children. Some of you, your children, some of you have children that are grown and they have children of their own. Some of you are just raising your children. You are the ones I'm speaking to right now. If you're raising kids now, watch this. You want your kids to live a better life than you did. That's the, that's the mark of any good parent. You want that child to have more than you have. You want that child to, to see life, some of the things that you miss out on. You want them to have those things. And so what do we do? Most of us, we make plans. I mean, thank God for being wealthy enough to just go write a check. If, if your child's tuition, when you, when they start going to college, you know, and, and the tuition is for the whole four years or whole eight years or whatever it is, it's going to be a million dollars and you can write that check. That's wonderful. That's where we all want to be. But that's not real, realistic for most of us. And so what do we do? We start setting up a college tuition fund for our children. We start that sometimes when they are born into the world. Most of us do that. Okay, I have a little girl, I have a son, and I know I have to make sure that Johnny or Kathy can go to college. So we start that college tuition fund. We set aside certain funds, making a way for when high school is over, the day they get ready to go to college, that money is there. 
because we if we wait till we need it to try to get it, hello, we don't have yeah. it. You see, so we start planning early. Now, in the same by the same token, that's what he's saying. If you know you're gonna need faith, why do you wait till you need it to start trying to go and get it? It is not gonna work that way. You need to start building up faith just like you build up that college tuition fund. Are you listening to me? You need to start setting aside your getting, just like you put money in the bank every paycheck or once a month. I don't know how you set up your college tuition fund. Some of you do it monthly. Some of you might do it bi-monthly. It doesn't matter. Bi-weekly. It doesn't matter. You're making sure those deposits are there. At the same, by the same token, you need to make sure those faith deposits are going into your spirit every time you read the Word of God. Don't just read over it, you know, like like it, it's a Tom, Dick, and Harry, Sue, Sally, and Jane book. You know, we just read it for for for, for adventure. We read it, you know, for knowledge, and then we forget it. You you shouldn't do that with the Word of God. It's not an entertainment piece. We we enter to the Word of God so that we can what. Get a good working knowledge base about the word of God and then begin to build faith in those words. You need to build faith in First Peter 2.24 to the point yeah. where when sickness comes along, you say, oh, no, wait a minute here, Mr. Devil. You're a liar and the truth is not in you. Uh-uh. No, Jesus was. I know this. You don't have to tell me. Jesus was wounded for my transgressions. Yes, he was. Yeah. He was bruised for my guilt and my iniquity. Yes, he was. And the chastisement of my peace was laid on him. And with the strife that wounded him, listen to me, devil. I was healed, and that means I'm healed right now today. So listen, you cannot steal my healing. No, you will not steal it. I know that you are a thief. John 10, 10 tells me you are a thief, but you will not steal my healing. So in the name of the Lord Jesus, uh uh-uh. Get up out of here right yeah. now. Take your bag That's of right. symptoms with you. Take all your pain and your suffering with you, and you get up out of here now in the name of Jesus. You see, that's the key right there, guys, in yeah. the name of Jesus, in the name of that's Jesus. Right. You see it? In the name of Jesus. So you say okay. that. You speak that. You speak that scripture. That scripture is not just coming off the top of your head. You know where you went and got that from? That was deposited into your heart. That's something that you deposited there. You deposited that there. And it's not just in your head. It's in your heart. And you can go back what and retrieve it whenever you need it. You don't have to open the book. Thank God for the book. Thank God for the Bible. But now you have deposited. You own that. It's yours. You have faith in it. And let me tell you, when you mix the word of God with faith, Manifestation is yours. That's it's right. yours. It's the next step. You're going to have, according, if I'm telling you, Mark 11. Mark 11 tells us that. Mark 11:23 says, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, see, shall not doubt in his heart. So you're telling this sickness, Be thou removed, be thou removed. You see it? And you have no doubt in your heart because you have the scripture to stand on it. See, what did he say is going to happen? He said, if you have no doubt in your heart, you're going to have exactly what you say. You see it? Yeah. That's your That's promise. Right. That's the promise of God to you, child of God. So you cannot wait until you need faith to go and start depositing faith. You start where you are today. You don't wait till you see something developing in your body. You didn't wait 
to start that college fund until that kid needed to go to college. You started the minute that child was born or whenever you were able to do it, but you sure didn't wait till it was graduation of high school to start trying to put away money for college. Don't do no. that with your health. Do not do that with your health. Amen. Start putting those deposits in your spirit today. You start by 5, 10, 15 minutes every morning. You you make sure you have a, a notepad where you're writing down all your healing scriptures. You you take a little bit of your TV time, turn that TV mm-hmm. off, and start compiling your healing notebook. You must do that. Write it down. Yeah. Go And then when it's time to study, you go get that healing notebook. You put all of that in there, and it's labeled on the outside, healing scriptures. <clears throat> Amen. And you spend time there. You spend time there. Just like you do financial scriptures. Get a notebook for that. Deliverance scriptures. Get a notebook for that. Charlie, God, it's, it's, I mean, it's going to pay off in the long run. But we're talking about healing this morning. And when yeah. you need that, when you need that, you spend so much time. You know, mine, the pages are so old and worn and torn. But guess what? I still use it. I still go back to it. Sometimes I'm adding new scriptures to it that I, I overlooked or maybe didn't know about. Oh, this is a good healing scripture. Let me add this to my journal, to my healing journal, to my healing notebook, to my healing, whatever you want to call it. But they are right there. Don't wait until you need healing to start building your 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 database on healing scriptures. Amen. That's right. You want to do right. that now. You want to do this right now. And I promise you, anywhere you are, anytime something hits your body, you know, I heard a great man of God say he can be on an airplane. He said, my wife will tell you this. When I feel something hit my body, and you know when things hit your body, others do not know. They might see a frown on your face. They might see you grip or grab your stomach or whatever, but they don't know what's going on. You know when something hits your body. And he said, yeah. the minute something hits my body like that, I start telling the devil, no, you are a liar. Mr. Devil, you are a liar. No, in the name of the Lord Jesus. You see, where is he going? He missed the, He's about to go over to Mark 11 right now. He said, no, uh-uh, no, I, in the name of Jesus, I command you yeah. to be removed from me. I command you to be removed from me. You be casting the sea right now. Take your bag of symptoms with you. You will not, I will not allow you to hit my body. I will not allow you to attack my body. And I have no faith. I have no doubt, but I'm in faith with the word of God that you will obey me. Why? Because right. of the blood of Jesus. Because of the blood of Jesus. Now get up and get out of here in Jesus' That's name. Right. And then what do you do? You go back to whatever it was you were doing. Don't worry about the Mm -hmm. symptoms that are still there. You just acted in faith. You just released your faith. You just released your faith in the word of God. Now what did you do? You brought God on the scene to deal with that. See, because you have faith now. You now have faith in the word of God. And that's the key. That's right. He wants you to know. He wants you to know this. He wants you to know that when he laid our sins and sicknesses on Jesus, Jesus bore them away. And to that end, sickness and disease should no longer have dominion over us. Once you get that deeply rooted in your heart, child of God, you're not Mm -hmm. going to, I mean, you're not going to second guess what to do when these attacks come upon you. Sometimes we wait too late because we don't know. You know, we start saying, oh, what was that? Oh, my goodness, what is that? And then we make a big mistake 
because Satan's putting a thought in your mind now. Well, you know what that is. And that's the same thing Uncle Ed had. That's the same thing Aunt Susie had. And, and now what is he doing? He's putting fear there. Yeah. He wants you to meditate on that attack, that stick, that pin, that, that nudge, that pain that just hit your body. And now, you know why he wants you to think about that? Because he's trying to get you to voice it now. Are you listening to me? He wants you to voice what you just felt. He wants you to say that. Oh, I might be taking the flu. Or I might be getting the sore throat. Every year I get the sore throat around the same time. Or I might be taking... Stop taking those things. Stop saying that. Say what the word said. See, that's, that's why right. he's trying to put that thought there because he, he feels like, well, you know, this is, this is a baby in Christian. This is a baby Christian. They don't know the word. A child of God, you need to, you need to be ready for him <laughs> because he's going to attack you. Why? Because you are a child of God. You love God with all your heart. You're born again. You're washed. In, in the blood of Jesus, you are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Spirit of God. But still, we can be babies. That's right. Just like we grew up naturally. Come on now. Yeah. It's time to grow up spiritually now. Are you listening to me out there? Absolutely. We all have to grow up spiritually. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus. Nicodemus came to him by night, and he said, what is it? Must I go into my mother's womb again? You're telling me I must be born again? Jesus said, no, Nicodemus, that which is flesh, come on, it's flesh. What was he telling him? You were born of your mother's womb, and that was a flesh. That was a, that was a flesh birth. But what he was saying to him now, he said, now you must be born of the spirit. That's right. You listening to us out there. That's what we're doing. We're getting spiritual knowledge. knowledge. We've grown up, many of us. 50, 60, 70, some of us 80 years old. We grew up already naturally. But we're growing up spiritually now. Absolutely. Amen? Amen? Yes, sure we are. We're getting ready for these spiritual attacks. And the reason why Satan usually have uh, a good advantage over us is because we can't see him. He's in the spirit realm. Yeah. But he shouldn't have an advantage over you because you are now this, you have this, something's called discernment as you listen to us. Your discernment, you're, you're becoming more knowledgeable of his attacks. You are, you're now aware of how he attacks your body, what he does and how he works. Amen? Yes, you are. He wants us, he wants us to know in the second place that sickness and disease do not belong in the family of God. That's right. Sickness and disease doesn't belong in the family of God. No. But that doesn't stop Satan from trying to give it to you, does it, Apostle? No, it doesn't. Not at all. He's a thief. And he is, is a great influencer. That's right. Go ahead. It it doesn't belong there, but that doesn't stop him from trying to put it there. You see it? That's right. And we've explained it away because we we were not taught that. Thank God for our churches. Thank God for our pastors. Thank God for our Bible study teachers. Thank God for our leaders. 
But God said, now I want you to study to show yourself approved. Get in a good Bible study ministry. Uh, stay tuned to this ministry. We, we, we make sure that we not only preach the word, but we teach the word of God. That's yes. why God said, I, I set five ministry gifts in the church. Why? For us. Until we grow up and come into the knowledge of the truth. And one of those gifts is the gift of a teacher. There's the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist. Come on, guys. The, 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 the pastor. Those gifts are there. That's right. And, and if he thought we needed all those gifts in the church, certainly we do. So the teaching is a ministry by itself. And so when we get in a good teaching ministry, we need to get our pens and our pads ready. We need to get every, uh, every, uh, every piece of equipment that's available to us to make sure we get a good working knowledge. Bring your laptops, bring your, you know, your, your tape recorders, whatever you do. As I've heard some of you say, you listen to the, to the, uh, iPod, the, 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 podcast. The, the podcast and all those different, you know, resources we have out there. Do that. Do that. You know, my father in the gospel said when he was in training, he would get all back in the day. They had cassette tapes. and Oh, my God. He said he would listen to the, the, the faith teachers and back them up and make them say it again and back them up and make them say it again and back them up, back up the tape and make them say it again until you get it. You don't always get it the first time. That's right. But this is how we That's learn. Right. I know yes. I did it. I I used to back my father in the gospel. I just listened to his patience, back him up and what? Say that again. Back him up and make, back him up, make him say it again. Back her up, make her say that again. And, and I'm just writing as fast as I can write. Why? Because I need to go and study this. That's what you do, child of God, when we're in a teaching ministry. You yes. see, if there should be any sickness among us, it is because of a low state of knowledge of our rights and privileges in our redemption. You see, Absolutely. if there is any sickness among you, it's because of a low state of knowledge of your rights and your privileges that belong to you in your redemption package. You've been taught a lot from the package about salvation, and that's great. Many of you can teach about salvation, but can we do the same thing with, with healing? We should be. And if you can't, you shouldn't stop until you can. You see, whatever you're hearing here, you should first make sure, we should make sure our first line of defense is to secure ourselves. How many of you are aware when you get on a plane? And I think that was just so selfish, but I understand the concept. They tell you first secure yourselves and then mm -hmm. you can help your child. You see, First secure yourself, and then you can help your child or your children. Because if you fly out the window, how can you help your child? How can you save your child? Yes. Are you listening to me? So we must first, what, train ourselves. We must first make sure we are healed and delivered. If you are not healed, how can you be around to save or help your child? That's right. How can they learn from you if you die prematurely? You know, God doesn't want us to come home prematurely. He doesn't, he does not no. want that. I hear people saying all kinds of things because they're trying so hard to understand why people die early. 
where God saw a beautiful rose and he needed that for his garden. Bless their darling hearts and their heads. Their heads are not right. No. The thinking is not right. And when your thinking is not right, your believing is not going to be right. And your actions and your words are not going to be right. Why why would God give you to your parents only to say, well, I need you back to fill my garden (laughs) at at, at 12 years old? Why would he do that? You think God really needs us us back? And people say, you know, they're trying to find comfort. And I understand that. But child of God, that just isn't true. It's the truth that makes us free. Lies keep us in bondage, but the truth sets us free. Are you listening? Yeah. I pray, God, you are. We're not trying to offend you. We're trying to make sure that you know the truth. Why? So your house will be safe. Your children will be safe from this adversary, the devil, this thief that's out there robbing us of our health, robbing us of our strength, taking us out of the world before our time. We don't need to live like that, child of God. God wants us to live long, and he wants us to finish strong. Let me show you a scripture this morning. Apostle doesn't have this one in his notes, but I hope he doesn't mind me adding it to the message today. In Genesis chapter 6, in Genesis chapter 6, and I want you to, in your study time, go back and look at it. Because that's not, we don't teach that way. Tell you God wants us to have a long life, but then we can't show it to you in the Word. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 3. Huh? Are you there? What does it say? Are you there? Sure you're there. Genesis chapter, yeah, that's right. I'm going to look at that one in the King James, and I want you to follow along. I want you to see it. Because many times we talk about things. But we, we don't show them. Genesis 6 and 3, here's what it says. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. So he's talking about us, flesh and bone, right? And he yes. goes on to say, Yet his days shall be, come on, 120 years. That's Hello, right. somebody. Hello, somebody. Are you listening to me? Yes. Flesh, man, and women, days on this earth shall be 120 years. At least, he said. But yet, we've seen so many people tell us when they get up around their 60s and their 70s, especially in their 70s, they are taught that it's now their time to die. And they really start shutting down because they believe systems are leading them that way. They believe this. And then, to make it all worse, to make it seem real, their bodies start behaving and going the way of their ancestors. Because right. it's hereditary. It's in your bloodline. It's, a, it's hereditary. If, if it started with Uncle Ned up around 70, it's starting with you the same. It's hereditary. So your body is now trying to go the way of your ancestors. But did you know, child of God, you have a right as a blood-bought, born-again Christian to tell your body, hold up, stop it. You're not going the way of my ancestors. You're going the way of the word of God. You're going the way of Jesus Christ. You're going to go the way of the word of God, the way 
I am supposed to walk as a child of the kingdom of God. You're going to live long and you're going to finish strong. I thank you, Father, for 120 years clothed in my right mind and in good health. You don't have to have senility. You don't have to walk around not remembering who you are. No, child of God, don't wait. Remember what I shared with you about the the college fund. You don't wait until you need that college fund to go and start saving it. Well, don't wait until you get up in age to start working on senility. Tell your mind, mind, you're going to function in the perfection that God created you to function because I have the mind of Christ and I know all things because I know the one that knows all things because greater is he that is in me, call your name. Greater is in he that is in me, Helen Elder, than he that is yeah. in this world. And I will not lose my mind. I remember, Father, I thank you because you bring, the, the Bible tells me, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will bring everything to my remembrance. He will remind me of things to come. He will show me things to come. He will remind me of what's been said in times past. See, you have to put all of that in your database. Are you listening? You know where That's I'm right. getting this from? I'm pulling this up out of my database. What's my database? spiritual database. I'm pulling this up. I know that the Bible says that. Jesus, he said, when the Holy Spirit is come, he called him the comforter. He said, when he comes, he will remind you of things. He will show you things to come and he will bring to your remembrance what's been said to you in times past. So why are you going to let Satan, when you get up around 70, strike you with all of this? Are you listening to me? And if he has already if it has already set in, begin to rebuke it. Begin to rebuke it. You see, because you didn't know this going in, you didn't know it because it wasn't taught. But don't feel bad. God will hear you where you are, wherever you are. He will sharpen your mind. He will quicken you. Amen? All we have to do is that. That's good. So, 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 child of God, we have to remember these things. We have to get a hold of these things. And remember, he doesn't want you to come home early. He's promised you this. I stand on this every day, and I thank God. Father, thank you for 120 years. Thank you that I'm clothed in my right mind. Father of God, I'm putting money in the in the bank. I'm putting deposits in the bank, just like I would put money in the bank. I'm putting deposits in my spirit. Because the seed will meet a need. And I'm putting these seeds in my spirit. Are you listening? Don't wait till you need it to start putting it in there. If there should be any sickness among you, it's because of a lack of knowledge. Yes. But God is not going to hold that against you. He knows when, when you have a lack of knowledge. He knows you haven't been taught. He knows this. But he will meet you wherever you are. You say, well, I'm 70. You're right there. Call on him. Trust him. That's right. Say, Father, help me. And give him his word. Remind him what he said. You know, he he said that to us too. He said, come, let us reason together. Put me in remembrance of what I said. You think he forgot what he said? No, he didn't forget it. But the reason why he said, put me in remembrance is because he wants to see if you know it. Uh Are you listening? Because God knows that when you know the word, when you put the word of God in your spirit, you will be safe. You will be healed. You will be set. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now that's powerful. 